everybody. Welcome to episode 358 of the podcast, Fitness, Food, and Freedom. Back at you with another episode. Today, I'm talking a little bit about kind of structuring your training week, I guess, and specifically in busy times of your life. So I talk a little bit about what I have coming up and my plan of attack for training for that and how you can get the same results essentially even in times where you aren't able to train. And this also applies to people who want to implement other types of training in their normal training week. So if you're into you know, just active hobbies or sports, maybe you rock climb, paddleboard, run, things like that that would typically kind of put a little halt in your training and affect your recovery. I talk about how to implement those, and it's the same actually as you would during busy times where you aren't able to fit in all your sessions because of something taking up your time and energy. I'll get into more of that during the episode. Thank you for joining me for another show, and let's get started with today's episode 358 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today's episode 358, and I want to talk today about what's coming up in my life, I guess, and then really also some things I'm going to do in my training to help me. And so busy times in general, you know, just to make a general statement, typically what you would want to do to get right down to the meat and potatoes of it is reduce your training frequency, which means just training fewer times per week. That's something you might want to do. So I'm actually taking a different approach, though. Right? If someone wrote me on Instagram or something and said they were taking a new job, really busy, or they're working shifts, or um, you know they like me maybe had a new baby, which is kind of the thing coming up, and were concerned about their training, typically I would say you know try to train two, three times a week stay active on the other days and you will be just fine. Basically take a little step backwards, right? Just reduce that on your priority every single day. It's not as important. Um, I'm doing something different and I wanted to go into that today. So the other day I kind of had a little, I wouldn't call it a freak out or a panic, just like a realization about how fast our little baby's coming. So end of September, we'll be having a child and pretty excited for it, you know, but it is coming up fast. And I knew it would because summer always goes by really fast. And summer is uh, flying by, which just means that date is getting closer and closer. We're getting down to every other week appointments and pretty soon every week um, as far as the doctor is concerned. So that just means it's crunch time, you know, it's getting closer and closer. So I actually started thinking about how I'm going to adjust my life, whether it's my work schedule, filming stuff for the YouTube channel, um, maybe even the podcast, and then, of course, training itself. How am I going to change things around? 
So I'm taking a different approach than just reducing frequency because I actually really like my training right now and I really like the split that I'm on. So because I really like what I'm doing, I it would frustrate me and demotivate me to reduce my frequency. And honestly, with the way I train, I think it would make the sessions a little bit unsustainably long. And if I wanted to include everything that I want to do, it would be really hard for me to put that in two or three sessions. Maybe you can relate to that. If you have goals for strength, for muscle building, for conditioning, maybe you have another hobby like running, rock climbing, swimming, biking, something like that. It's hard to include those in on only a couple training days a week. You kind of need multiple days to work around. So what I'm doing instead is I'm just going to in theory, you know, this is my first kid, so you might all be sitting back laughing at me for thinking I'll even have time to do one session a week, but we'll see. For now, my plan is to extend my training week. So what I mean by that is we are very, very commonly locked into seven-day cycles, right, because of the calendars, and I have found a lot of success over the last few months messing around with longer training weeks. Like if I need another rest day, I'll just take that rest day, and that makes my training cycle eight days instead of seven. Sometimes, um, honestly, this only happened one time, but I didn't need a rest day. I felt great, combined my training days a little bit, and made it a six-day instead of a seven-day cycle. So you can kind of mess with the calendar, and as long as you're okay with a little bit less routine, you know, you're not doing push day on Monday or uh, you know, legs on Tuesday, you're not doing that kind of thing, because it's always rotating around. But going to an eight to 10 day training cycle is perfectly fine. And I actually think it doesn't really throw off your progress that much. Now you are getting technically fewer sessions in in the course of a year. So it will have some effect if you're extending your training weeks a lot. But if you truly are losing sleep, losing recovery, it's probably better than, than forcing yourself to do those things, right? So let's say I'm not getting a lot of sleep come October time, and if I need an extra day before I hit like a big back workout, it might be good to take that extra day, make my training cycle like nine days. So the normal thing that I'm doing right now is like six days of training and a day of rest in the middle. Um, maybe that whole cycle takes like eight to 10 days now. So I take a couple more rest days, who knows, maybe even an AM PM day and then another rest day in there. I'll be playing around with it a little bit and updating you as I go. But that's something you can think about. And I don't think that just applies to busy people. I think that can also apply to people in multiple sports or have multiple interests. So if you're somebody who's getting into running this summer or you like doing some kind of cardio or maybe you play a sport, you play a rec league, things like that, it is a good option for you to not follow a strict seven-day calendar because you might need extra recovery days and you might want to work in other things into your training, right? You might want to do days more dedicated to your sport or to cardio or to sports performance or um, things like that, right? Like maybe you have a really long run in the middle and you're confused. You know, do I put that on a weight training day? Do I put that on an off day? How do I schedule that? Well, what you might want to do is actually just extend your training week, add an extra day, make it eight days, and then put that in the middle, take a rest day, and 
then get back in your normal schedule. You could even go nine or 10. I've even gone as high as 11, which I found a little bit hard to keep track of. So that's just why I'm cutting it off at 10 for me. But it's a good option for you. And as long as you are following some kind of training where you're hitting your body parts, you know, around every three days, maybe even every two days for some, um, getting some frequency in, it's okay to extend that, right? It's okay if you're used to hitting your chest every 72 hours. It's okay if that goes to every 80 hours. It's not going to be that big of detriment to you. And you're actually probably going to be better because you're getting more recovery. And so I do think that that is the approach I'm going to take. And if you are somebody in either of those categories, really busy with work, a new baby, um, maybe you're somebody who has a different hobby, a sport, a, you know, just a passion for something other than the weight room, it might be a good idea to extend your training week. Now, the people this isn't for are those who really like a structured program. And this is a good amount of people. So I think that a lot of you might be thinking that will be very confusing to start on Sunday, you know, and then the next and then that week would end on Monday or Tuesday, and then your next training cycle would start, and it's going to be wiggling down the calendar. Maybe that's not for you, right? Maybe you need the structure, maybe you do some kind of calorie fluctuation throughout the week as well. And you kind of need that um, structure so you can fluctuate your carbs, your calories. Now I would maybe come back at you saying, you know, for me, I didn't think it would be for me. I'm a pretty structured person. I like calendars and lists and things like that. But I actually found it pretty enjoyable because with a longer training cycle, you know, it almost keeps things a little bit spicy with the weight room. So you're, it makes your weeks, you know, it changes up your weeks, I guess. So you're not getting too repetitive and you can still follow good training programs. You can still follow mesocycles and blocks and stuff like that, but it's perfectly fine to, to make those little cycles 40 days instead of 28 days or 32 days instead of 28 days it's not going to make that big of a difference. And it actually sometimes keeps the motivation higher because days are different, right? Like Saturday, I have a lot more time to work out. And it's kind of nice that that long workout isn't always legs, you know, because then I have to always look forward to leg training on Saturday. And Maybe it's nice sometimes to have like a strongman day that day. Sometimes it's nice to have conditioning that day. Sometimes it's nice to just have an off day and sleep in and enjoy the day. Sometimes it's nice to put different exercises on that day and focus on them. So I'm getting, I feel more well-rounded and a lot more energy and motivation for different sessions because, you know, I have to look at my layout of my program and see what am I doing today. So that is a good thing for me, even though I didn't think it would be, I thought I'd be kind of a calendar, calendar guy and need to stick that seven day cycle. I think it opens up a lot of options for you, though, when you are able to go away from that cycle. Now, you you still have to progress and you still have to follow some kind of programming. I don't want you to use this as an excuse to be lazy and skip sessions. It needs to be pretty structured and it needs to be pretty purposeful. But I think it's a good option for you. And, you know, I'm pretty excited about, like, the people that I've worked with in the past that play a sport. Like, I've worked with some golfers before. I've worked with people who really enjoy running. And I'm starting to see a trend 
where people are getting more into running again, where they maybe weren't before. I don't know if that's because of quarantine or maybe it's just a nice summer. I don't know, but I feel like people are getting into running a lot lately. And if that's you, it might be a good thing to extend your training week, even in your runs, right? It's okay if you need an extra day in there in your normal training week and you follow a cycle of every 10 days with all of your training combined. Great for multi-sport athletes, great for busy people, great for people who might need extra recovery because of sleep. I think the last thing I want to talk about is shift workers. I've gotten questions in the past from um, people like nurses or other people working shifts. This is a great option for you too, where let's say you work a 24-hour shift or a 12-hour shift and you work the night and you need to sleep or something like that, it would be a good option for you to just not train that day and then extend your cycle to like nine, 10 days or eight or nine. That's a great option to make sure you're recovered and rested going into the session. I am realizing more and more that being ready and motivated and um, you know feeling feeling up to each session is really important and probably just as important as just doing the session. I you used to be very, very strictly a just get in your session guy, you know, just get in there, do the work. And a lot of times, to be honest, all you need to do is start doing the work for it to kind of start coming, right? A lot of times, if you don't feel motivated, you don't feel high energy, get in the gym and start working, and you are going to get that energy back. But in some cases, I have found it is better to take the rest day if it's truly recovery being the problem. For one, your programming probably needs to be changed, but Two, you might just need an extra day, and lifestyle comes into effect here. So sometimes it's better to just take the day and then make sure your training session is actually effective when you hit it up. So in a way, you're sacrificing some kind of optimality because you're not hitting your frequency exactly perfect, but in a, also in a way, you are making it more optimal by making sure you're rested, recovered, and strong going into that training session. So that's my little food for thought today. I have a busy time in my life coming up in a couple months. We're about two months out from that. So I have some time to make some progress. I have some time to you know, get results and everything like that before this, but I'm interested to see that experiment of a longer training calendar. I'll be pairing that with maintenance calories. So it will probably, the maintenance calories are just for easiness of tracking and uh, just to kind of deprioritize nutrition right now you know if I'm right now I'm eating almost 4,000 calories a day and doing that is a little bit of a job it's pretty easy for me because I have a pretty big appetite but it's better to not have to worry about hitting a certain calorie number too much and just kind of float around a maintenance range for that first few months probably until the new year is what I'm going to do so I'm going to try keeping training the same longer training cycles which means fewer training cycles in the course of a year or so, but probably only one or two fewer, and then also eating at maintenance calories. I'll update you on that progress. I have some time to perfect the training cycle and schedule, but I'm looking forward to seeing what I can accomplish. Thanks for listening to episode 358 of the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and be sure to follow the show. If you're on Spotify, if you're on iTunes, it'd mean a lot if you left a five-star rating. That definitely helps the show grow and reach more people. And also, I am on YouTube posting two videos a week right now. I'm Jordan Stoltz on YouTube. It used to be Stoltz Fit for the YouTube channel. I changed that to Jordan Stoltz, just my name, 
J-O-R-D-A-N-S-T-O-L-Z. And then on Instagram, I'm still StoltzFit. You can reach out to me there or through email. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next episode. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.